Hello, constant networkers. In this episode today, I'll sit down and talk with Ashley Ricca with USA Benefits Group. Ashley was once an extreme introvert who thought networking wasn't for her. Listen to how she grew to be a stronger networker in the community as she describes her experience and tips for those out there that are introverted or just new to networking in general. If you also want to contact Ashley, she is an amazing uh, insurance agent who provides education to individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners, and families on their health coverage options. She takes time to explain each option available, and from there, she'll get into the details or fine print of the policy, making sure the client knows exactly what to expect from their health plan. She also establishes a relationship with her clients so she can provide the best possible customer service moving forward. Her relationship doesn't end at the transaction. It's only the beginning. And if you're interested in contacting Asherika with USA Benefits Group, you can find her at 239-229-6842. All right, let's get started. Okay, now that we're not laughing anymore, because that's the how it, how it started. Was it uh, started? Is I have Ashley Ricka here with USA Benefits Group. Hello. Hi, Jason. Thank you for having me. Oh, very professional. Yes, this yes. is a podcast. It's not required. <laughs> I'm uh, just trying to be nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ashley, Ashley actually is somebody that can help you with health insurance. Can you give us a quick rundown of a little bit about what you offer or what you can do? So, thirty seconds. I offer. <laughs> I offer everything from health shares to the marketplace. So health shares, hospital indemnity plan, short-term plans, um, marketplace, ACA, Obamacare. That's all. A little bit of everything, everything. kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we'll get actually to the business side here in a little bit. But okay. first, obviously, how we start the podcast is we talk about networking because everybody understands that this podcast is trying to help people either become and or engage in networking, become better at networking, or engaging more in networking to help them you know, what would you say, uh, prosper business-wise, uh, personally as well, because you meet some great friends doing networking, I think. Oh, absolutely. I met you and your husband doing it, uh, you know, and now we always talk, so it's it's kind of fun. And then there's a lot of Shane and, you know, there's a lot of people that we talk to um, that I wouldn't have had if I didn't have networking in, around. Um, so that kind of, um, I'm saying um a lot. I'm, I picked up on that, yeah. <laughs> you just said um too, so don't don't you dare criticize me. So networking, I love talking to, uh, I, I love having you on. And the reason why I love having you on right now is because you and my girlfriend, Jessica, are very similar. You hated networking. I did. Yeah. Very much. When you started. I did. Uh, and now you like it a little bit more. It gets easier as time goes on, for sure. <laughs> Jessica's still kind of like, ah. You know, it's she struggles with it, but she like, but it's funny. She says she struggles. She with says it. she struggles with it, but then when she does it, she has a good time. Yeah, you know, she's an amazing networker. No, she's great at it. You, you have to like force her to it, though. Like, you're like, here, go talk to this person. Remember, yeah. like that one time, I was like, hey, come over here. I want you to talk to somebody, and she was like, oh, and I'm like, don't yeah. be that person. Yeah. So, but she actually made a great connection. Yes, that was a good connection. Yeah, yeah it was. she still talks. Uh, so it does. It, it does help to network and to learn the right way to do it. I don't want to say that my, like I said, in, in when I talk on this podcast, I'm not trying to people, I'm not trying to tell people my way is the best way. I want other people I bring on to talk about the ways that they do it. Mm -hmm. And then what we can do is we can allow the, the listener to cherry pick the bits of information that either I give or you give about networking that works for us. And hopefully it helps them kind of model their version of networking to helps them become a better networker. 
Uh, so that's really the whole purpose of the discussion of networking at the beginning of each podcast. And so you were a negative Nancy when it came to oh, so bad networking. So bad. Yeah. I was a negative Nancy. Um, so when Bill started with U.S. Health Advisors, he wanted to go networking, and he wanted me to come with him. And I said, no, thank you. I'll just stay home with the dog, and I'm good. Um, but he made me go. He took me by the hand. He dragged me out to win. Warm introductions networking. I remember, yeah. Yep. I did not want to be there. I stood in the corner and just kind of, if someone wants to talk to me, they'll come find me kind of thing. Um, but as time goes on, it got easier. You make the connections. And after a while, you start to see your friends. Yeah. I Definitely. think that's really a very important thing that uh, needs to be uh, mentioned is it, it stops becoming networking and then, then it becomes your visiting friends. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Yeah. Uh, so and that's the best way. Yeah. So, so, so you didn't like it. What did? What kind of... How did you progress to the point now where you're like, okay, I, I don't mind this. I like this. It's not as bad as I thought it was. I made one friend. And that one friend introduced me to somebody else who turned into a friend and so on and so forth. So now when we go out, not only do we know a ton of people, and no matter where you go, you're going to bump into someone you know. It's, it's just going to happen. Um, <clears throat> so as time goes on, it gets easier. You get to meet more people. And then you get to know the people that they know. So they can bring you to different networking events, and before you know it, you're going to know everybody in your community. Yep. And you are a member of a networking group, correct? Yes, I am. I belong to the Master Network's Cape Powerhouse, and that actually has helped me tremendously personally. Uh, I have a very, very difficult time with public speaking. So when the very first meeting I went to, you have to stand up and you have to introduce yourself and you have to say what company you're with. Yeah. I had a knot in my stomach. My palms were sweating. It knees was, weak, arm spaghetti. Yeah. The, like M&M. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I didn't throw up or anything. But um, I stood up and I had to clear my throat. It was awful. It was terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. And, and I've seen it a lot. So I'm, I'm a member of one of the chapters down here in, in Naples. And there was there's one person in particular that always stands out in my head. I'm not going to name names, but mm -hmm. he would stand up every time he had to do like a presentation. He was okay doing his little quick testimonial, his 30 seconds, but when mm -hmm. he had to do a presentation, he was like petrified. And you could see it because he was shaking oh as he's talking. He would shake. Wow. Uh, he would also st stumble, mm -hmm. and he would read from a, a, a like a spreadsheet because he's in, he's so uncomfortable with talking in front of people that he has to keep his brain trained on reading the words because he, he, he can't just naturally let it happen. Uh, he got better over time. He actually got a lot better. But I remember, like, the first couple, he was just petrified. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that helps with networking and belonging to a networking group is, I think you touched on a very key point, you learn how to talk in front of groups, which will make you better in a meeting. Right, which is so important you know. if you are a small business owner or yeah. an entrepreneur. You know, you have to get up, you have to promote yourself because if you don't, no one's going to do it for you. Yeah, you're, you're going to oftentimes find yourself talking to more than one person. You may, you may walk into a business that you're trying to get information or, or, or gain their, their business, and they're going to want you to talk to a number of people, especially right. like if it's group health insurance or, or, or health insurance in general where maybe a business owner says, come in and talk to all of my employees. Mm -hmm. And now you have to come and talk to 10 people. You right. Know? Yeah, Bill and I do it. We teach classes on health insurance, you know, yeah. health insurance 101, and we have to stand up in front of a room full of people who don't understand it. So yeah. not only do we have to explain it, but we have to be able to answer any kind of questions that come up. So you do have to think on your feet. Yeah, and, and I think networking allows you to become better at that because 
you are obviously walking around talking to different people, but then a lot of times you're standing around in a group because I, I noticed that you know it's not clicky, but you'll run, you'll go into a networking event and you'll see like five people all standing around talking to one another. So you know if you're comfortable with doing that, it should be no difference than standing in front of a group of people that you're. You know, I don't want to say trying to sell, but trying to you know uh, have them learn more about what you offer or whatever it is, whether it's training or selling something. I think it helps a lot being able to. To stand in front without being petrified. Jessica was the same way. Jessica yep. hated standing in front of that group, and I think I don't know. Were you here for her first couple meetings? I was. Yeah. Yes. And I remember Bill was saying that too. But like, she would stand up, and you can just tell deer in headlights. I don't know what I'm supposed to say, mm-hmm. and really nervous. And she would, uh, I, I don't know, maybe fumble over a word or two, but not really. But you can just tell she was petrified, and she'd try to. She would stand up, try to say it as fast as she could, so she could sit back down. Yeah, she did it actually in the KPAR house. She did? She, yeah, she, <laughs> she added you her showcase. And I remember that, she, yeah. She, she talks very fast to begin with. Oh, yeah. So she didn't slow it down, and you have eight minutes to do what we call a showcase, and she did it in four. Yeah. And questions? Anybody have questions? Anybody have a question? Nobody has a question? Okay, <laughs> cool. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming. I appreciate it. I mean, it. we love you, Jess. But we love you. Yeah. But. <laughs> But no, it's, I, so, I think public speaking helps. Uh, you learn that doing the networking. Absolutely. You, very much so. What are some other things that you th- that have helped you in learning from the networking you've done? Talking to people in general. Really? Absolutely. I, I'm not good with small talk at all. Yeah, yeah. You know, so having to go into a room full of people I don't know. You have to be able to small talk, otherwise you're not going to make those connections. Yeah, I think one thing that me and Bill said, I think, and then Jess and I have said it, and I know there's a number of other people I can quote that have said it, is that, you know, you should be able to talk about anything but business when you first start talking to people. There has to be there's some, gotta be some kind, kind of common, common ground. ground. Like, exactly. you got to walk up and, like, get to know the person before mm-hmm. you want to even ask them for their business or what they do or anything like that. And that's one of the things that I, I say constantly on every podcast is going to be said is you need to learn that you gotta, when you walk up to somebody in networking, you got to be able to have just a, a regular conversation. Well, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Bill. Go up to someone and just go pancake and waffles. Yeah, that's a great... That's it. Icebreaker. That's what yeah. that is. That's what it is. You know, you know waffles will why waffles. It's no different, and, 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 and this is going to sound funny, but it's no different than trying, like if you're a guy, going and try to hit on a girl. You don't just walk up and say, here's my resume. Right. This is what I do. Call Are you interested? You yeah, give me a shout. You know, um, drop, me a, drop me something on the DMs or whatever. You know, you, wa- you, know, you walk up and guys, or guys obviously are notorious for it, is the cheesy pickup line. Yeah. Just to break the ice. Yeah. You know, like uh, one of my favorites when I was, co- when I was younger was, good. you know, do you know how much a polar bear weighs? Enough to break the ice. My name's Jason. That's such a great pickup line. Was it really? Yeah, it and work? it worked every time. Because yeah. here's the thing. Either it's so stupid they laugh, yeah. or they go, oh, yeah, that was actually pretty good. And then they keep talking. <laughs> so you're, you're not losing. True, you know? yeah. But no, it's the same thing. you got to be able to walk up and like, I, I, sometimes I'll just walk up and go, is that a, what beer are you drinking? Yeah, just something. Just something yeah. that allows me to basically get my foot in the door mm-hmm. to talking to you to then when I can get my whole body in there and now we're just... We're friends, we're communicating, and now I've not only gained somebody I can refer business to who can refer business to me, but I gained a new friend. Exactly. You know, exactly. I think that's the most important thing is you have to be somebody that wants to meet and, and uh, obtain more friends. 
And it has to be the mindset. If you go in with negativity, it's not going to work. Oh, Jess says that all the time. You know? So you, you're If preaching. you release positive, positive will come back. Yeah. And the other thing I always tell people, come from a place of abundance. You know, if you give more than, than anything, you're going to receive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and it happens more so in networking than anything I've ever done because the more I try to help other people, the more I've gotten... You know, what I need yes. business-wise. Absolutely. Because I used to do it the opposite. I, would, I was a taker. I would walk in and I would try to be like, hey, I want you to do, do this, do this, do this, do this. And I never got anything out of it. Mm-hmm. And then I switched the mindset to being, okay, I'm going to walk in. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be positive as long as I have my coffee. And, you know, <laughs> as long as my Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, and then I would walk in and then start, you know, how can I help you? Or let's talk. And, you know, what's the best referral I can give you? Or anything like that. And then the next thing you know, I'm, I'm passing these things out. And then I started getting and I yeah, was like, I okay, so that that's how it works. Yeah. You know, I, a lot of people do the, and me and you were talking about this before we got on the, and I talked to this and pro- we'll probably talk about it a lot is the business card guy that walks up and uh, hands you the business, the business card. card. Hey, I'm this with such and such. What do you do? And they just, and they, and the business card is sitting in your face as they're telling you this. And mm-hmm. you, you know, your reaction is probably the same as mine. We are like, oh dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, how can I refer to you if I don't know you? Yeah. I'm not going to give you an ounce of my business. Right. You know, and the funny, and the other thing is. I think one one thing that a lot of these the people that walk around projecting business cards at others at networking events they don't understand is 90% of the people you're going to walk up to are not going to do if they don't feel like they would want to do business with you you're never going to get anything from them exactly so if you immediately right. walk up and it's off-putting and I immediately in my head tell myself I'll never do I'll never call you I'm never going to do it because of the, your approach or maybe it's something that you offer that I have no desire for mm-hmm that you just immediately, it's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And the second I put that in my brain, well, I'm probably not going to be thinking about you when somebody says something that I might could, I could have referred you because I just, it's a negative thing in my head already. For me, it's, it's a little different for me. Um, I mean, I don't appreciate someone shoving the business card in my face. Yeah. You know, but I will take the time to get to know somebody because that person may be able to help somebody else. Of course, Because yeah. you're not going to be everybody's flavor. Of course. So I always like to have five of everything in my back pocket so I can hopefully make the right connection. Yeah. Not just the connection, but the right connection. I've actually gone so far as to tell somebody like, hey, you know, do me a favor. When you go up to anybody else you're talking to, don't don't walk up with the business card. Just walk them, start talking to them. Ask them about what they're drinking. Ask them about the shirt they got on. If it has like a little logo on it. You know, something a, that needs a response. Something that needs a response. Uh, you know, uh, you handing me the business card is your, your response is going to be, oh, thanks. Yeah. Okay. And then you move on. And then you move on. You don't want that. Like, that's not, you know. So that's my biggest tidbit when it comes to uh, networking is don't lead with a business card. Right. That should be one-on-one. There's an old school mentality because Jessica was telling me when she was at that one event, uh, the one lady that she made a connection with, it it turned into a great connection and Mm -hmm. she's doing well with it. Her, that lady's mentor said, this is how you network. You go get as many business cards I as you can, this. Yes. and the people that you like the most, you 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 bend the corner of the business card mm-hmm. so you know that you want to refer them business, and yeah. you bend it again if you want to take it further or whatever like this rule was. And I was like, that sounds so antiquated. That is the old mentality of mm-hmm. how you network. You don't do it that way anymore. Right. With social media and to be able to get in contact with people right away. You know, business card isn't going to be as as relied upon as you know. Hey, what's your phone number? Or right. you know, can I follow you on LinkedIn or whatever? So we're we're kind of 
A business card is still, you have to have them. Absolutely, you do have to have them, but it's so much easier to find someone via Facebook yeah. or you know Instagram. Or right in front of each other, hey, what's your phone number? Right. Can yeah. I text you really fast so we have so you have my info? Yeah, exactly. Type thing. Exactly. Uh, I've done, I'll do that. I'll look at this and go, hey, is this the number on your, your business card? Is that your cell phone? Yeah, okay, I'm going to text you right now yeah. so you have my info. I think that speaks more volume to somebody that when they when you when you take someone's business card and say that's your phone okay I'm gonna text you right now so you have my info that actually allows that 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 bond to work faster because now the person understands this guy actually cares because he's gonna put him in he's putting me in the phone something that Bill and I do uh, we don't really bring business cards with us which yeah. I know that sounds strange but what we do is we've downloaded it in our phone and we send it as a contact there you, you know go. now you have. You have my personal cell phone yep. number, and now I have yours. Yeah. You know, that way you can check, hey, do you want to meet for coffee? Do you want to do a face-to-face? Do you want to get to know each other a little bit better? Yeah. You know, it doesn't seem so formal. I've done something like that where I actually just took a picture of my business card, mm-hmm. and I have it on my phone. Yeah. So if somebody's like, hey, give me your business card. What's your phone number? Yeah, real quick. And then, bing, here's a picture of my business card. Yeah, then they can you save know. it in their contacts and pass it on to the next It's person. easier to keep. Business cards get lost all the time. You'll put them in a stack. You'll put them in your car. And next thing you know, six months down the road, you're going, "Oh crap! There's that business card." Yeah, who's you that know? guy? Who's that, that guy I again? To? I can't yeah. remember. I don't. I can't find his card. Mm-hmm. Honey, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> you remember where that card is? So exactly. Uh, I think the taking the picture is a good tip. Uh, keeping the business card, obviously. I, I'm the same way. I, I bring business cards, but I don't. I don't bring enough. Yeah. Well, I only. You know. The only time I actually give it out is if I'm asked. Because Same. at that yeah. point, they've made the connection. Yeah. They, they trust me. Yeah. You know, so I know that eventually down the road at some point, either they will contact me or they will refer someone to me. No, that, I 100% agree. Yeah. I, I think that's a good way of doing it. I know a few others that uh, do a lot of these networking events that do the exact same thing. And, mm-hmm. I, and it's funny is you look around the room at, when you're at a networking event and you can kind of see who's, who's getting... Uh, the most traction at the event and you can usually pick out which ones are doing it that way right. which ones are handing out the business cards which ones are you know and you can kind of go okay you can read the room and go that guy's getting a lot of action I, I, and that's the other thing if you're going to a networking event and you see somebody that is like floating the room and you can tell he's networking his butt off and he's just being or he or she mm-hmm. is being great you know honest and having great conversations Follow that person around. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. You know, tag along. Yeah, see what they're doing. Learn what they're doing. Yeah, Yeah, learn what they're doing. Uh, Go up to the guy, the people that are the volunteers that are leading it or the person that's in charge of it. Go walk up to those people because those are the people that can introduce you to the most of the most of the people in the room. Right, exactly. Uh, and they make you know a, a warm introduction, like Shane says. Mm-hmm. I like I always like I always thought Shane's Shane's warm introduction networking was perfect because that's exactly what you're doing. I'm warmly yes. introducing you to somebody that I know that I think can benefit from your service, or you guys would be just awesome to talk to. You know. Well, at at, um, at Win. You know, I work the front table, so when you walk in, I'm the first person you see. So I know who's new, and I know who isn't. That, so yeah. when somebody is new, you know, I uh, first I thank them for coming, of course. And I ask them who they are, what do they do, and then I try to find someone who I think they would connect with, whether it be you or Bill or Shane or anybody that I know that's in that field. So I try to make those connections. How did working the front uh, – how does – or how did or how does working the front table help you networking? I know everybody in the room. Yeah. I know everybody. Everybody in that room. It also makes you, you know, 
hold yourself accountable to being positive and welcoming too. Absolutely. Yeah, which you didn't want to <laughs> be when you first started. You're like, I don't want to no, do this. No, it wasn't. I wasn't at all. I think I think volunteering in a leadership role, in some capacity, whether it's in your networking group or it's at a net, you're helping a networking event, whether it's the chamber of commerce, it doesn't really matter. Anything mm-hmm. that does networking, whether it's the group or an event, if you could volunteer to be have like a leadership role in, some, in whatever capacity. I think that benefits the introverted networker the most. Absolutely, which was my situation. Yeah. So when I started the networking group, I was terrified to get up and talk. And then I finally kind of got over that fear and a leadership position opened up in my group. And my first thought was I need to take that because it's gonna force me to get up and it's gonna force me to speak every single week for longer than 30 seconds. So I did, and then it also holds you accountable. If you're executive leadership, leadership, whichever it is, volunteer, you, yeah. volunteer, you have to be there. You have to make a presence. Yeah. You know, you have to be known. The, so it holds you accountable. The thing I, I want to touch base on when you were just talking about taking the leadership role, how long were you in the group or in the chapter before you took on the leadership role? How many? Um, maybe four months. What was the difference between before and after as far as like your personality obviously your personality changed because now you have to take on a bigger role and you have to talk and you have to stand up all that stuff how much of a difference did it help you networking oh my gosh tremendous i can't even put it into words it was ridiculous because i would show up and i was terrified just to walk in the room i was scared at you know my very first meeting and then when i heard i had to stand up i'm like i want to leave i want to get out of here this is horrifying and now I'll visit other groups and stand up and I have no problem talking whatsoever. So I can speak in front of a room where I don't know one person. And I mean, it's a little scary, but it's nothing to what it was. Nothing. And now you're not afraid. Not at all. Yeah. And Mm -mm. talking to anybody who wants to talk to you doesn't scare you or... Absolutely not. You actually walk up and talk to people rather than sit back and wait. I do, which I'm so proud of myself. I do. (laughs) So thank you, Bill. I appreciate that very much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But something I want to add to you about networking is be yourself. Oh, yes. Absolutely. 100% be yourself. When we started networking, someone told me that I have to lose my accent. No one's one's going to like it. No one's going to understand you. Everyone's going to go, what? Huh? What? And honestly, I get complimented on my accent all the time. I get told it's adorable. Yeah, and that's a great conversation starter. Yeah, absolutely. If I hear an accent, I'm going to go, where are you from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they told me, I, no. you, oh, we have to train that out of you. That's, no. that's awful. It's ugly. It's Why would you Why would you want to walk around with that? And that like, sounds like that old mentality of, who, yeah. of networking. But it's a part of who I am, so be yourself. No, I think that's one of the best points that you can make is you have to be who you are. Don't fake it. People can see right through it. Oh, God. I can. I can can definitely see right through it. Yeah. I'm the first person to go, he's faking. Or, like, that person's so fake. But then if you're fake at a networking event, it's why would I want to do business with someone like that? How would you treat my girls? I'm going to lose interest. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm still going to try to talk and get to know you a little bit more, see if I can break down that barrier. But, like, if if it's not going anywhere, I'm going to go, man, I just can't. I can't do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, there's a, who is it? Dave Chappelle did a line in one of his uh, stand-up performances where he says, you ever talk to somebody that's fake and it makes you fake? Where you're like, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, hi, how are you? And you're like, I, I would never talk that way. 
Like, why am I doing it now? When I start seeing that, I start thinking to myself that bit. I start yeah. laughing because I'm like, I could just think of Dave Chappelle doing that. Oh, good. How do you wait? I don't ever talk like that. Why am I saying it like that? You know. So that's all I think of when I think of fake. You know. Yeah. And then this mentality of fake it till you make it. Uh, Jessica hates me. Hates me when I say it. Because I'm like, fake it till you make it. She's, like, oh my god, stop saying that. I can picture it too. <laughs> yeah. She's like, stop saying that. I'm like, yeah, but everybody knows it. Everybody's heard right. it. If you've been right. in business. Everybody says it. We'll just fake it till you make it. And it's like, well, I mean, mm. to a point, I yeah. guess. But you, got, you really got to know what you're doing and, and be confident. Right. Or know? dress to impress. That one irritates oh, yeah. me, too. Do you think that, that one's terrible? I don't think it's terrible. It irritates me. Why? Because I want to know you. I don't want you trying to impress me. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't care. I'll wear sweats. I don't care. I love sweats. Yeah. I mean, I'll wear jeans Listen, whatever if, I get that, but... If, if I have to be in front of, like, people, like, on a serious manner, yeah, but... Well, if you're in a professional setting, you yeah. have to dress the I'd, part. I'm going to be in tank top and shorts every other part of my life, though. Exactly. You know, so... And, and the funny part is your personality is different when you're when you're dressed differently. It is, you absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm more professional when I'm wearing my professional stuff. <laughs> when you have you any know, professional shoes. When I have my professional <laughs> shoes and pants and shirt, I'm yeah. more professional. Now, if I have my professional shirt and my professional jeans and my professional shoes a little less professional a little less, a little but less. still professional <laughs> you know if i show up to a networking event in a t-shirt and jeans you're well, gonna yeah, be that guy i'm gonna be that guy <laughs> that's gonna drink and just make jokes the whole time <laughs> you know i don't care about business let's just have some fun <laughs> i don't know sometimes we kind of take it to that level <laughs> yeah no i've never been to a networking event where it didn't turn into just <laughs> everybody telling jokes and laughing and judging. No, because I'm just kidding. Then, well, at some point, it turns into your friends. It turns into your friends, it, yeah. Absolutely, it does. And it's funny, you'll notice that the more you do it, that group starts to grow. So, like, you'll you'll stay a little, you'll stay after, and you'll have five people sitting around and telling jokes and mm-hmm. just getting along, and then, um, the, you know, two months later, there's seven people doing it. Right, And right. then it's ten people, and next thing you know, your networking event, Goes after a networking night. event, yeah. it turns into, like, a double networking it's like event. party. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it turns out to be a great time, really. So, networking has changed your life. Both professionally and personally. It really has. Really? Yeah. Personally? The public speaking. Yeah. For sure. Uh, being able to go up and talk to someone. Pancakes or waffles. Do you, do you use his line? No, I don't. No. Do you have, you, like, well, a line you use? Usually, uh, not really. Usually it's people, where are you from? Where are you? Walk up to you. Yeah. Where are you yeah. from? Massachusetts? Oh, well, I'm sorry. Boston? Yeah. We don't all have an accent where people just walk up to us. I know. It is adorable, though. you got to move it. It is. <laughs> like, I just start talking to people like, God, he's annoying. Let's go to the other side of the room. I don't want to talk to him. No, but if I do go up to someone who I don't know, um, I'll comment their shirt that they're wearing or I'll ask what they're drinking. You know, just the typical, just like you said, just break the ice. Just, yeah, to, like just to get bear. a foot in the door. Exactly. Yeah. How much is a polar bear weigh? polar bear weighs enough to break the ice. I had somebody go, oh, like, 800 pounds, and I was like... <laughs> Wow, you're really taking this serious. You've done your research. So now I have to Google, how much does a polar bear weigh? Did you? Yeah, and they weigh about 1,200 pounds. So <laughs> in case I run into the next person and they try to give me legit weight, I go, no, it's actually 1,200 pounds. But that's not the point. But, you know, the point is. The point is, I'm trying to break the ice here. You have nice nails, you know, or something. The you got to work with me. The buddy. one compliment I hear women do to other women is, mm-hmm. I love your nails. Or That's I love your shoes. Mm-hmm. That's usually the entry, the, the barrier to entry for women. I love your hair. And I love your hair. Those are like the three mm-hmm. most common heard phrases at a networking event yeah. when it comes to women talking to other women. Right. Uh, it's not like a guy's going to walk and go, hey, hey, Bill, 
nice shirt you got on there, That'd buddy. Be a little weird. Man, I love what you did with your hair. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it's just funny because you're talking about the difference between men and women in networking. Mm-hmm. There's also the difference as far as being introverted and extroverted. So, like Bill and I are extroverts. So right. we walk in, we don't necessarily have to really do much because we can just walk and start talking. Well, to the two of you can go in and just commend the room. Yeah. Like, no problem. Yeah. Where I walk in and I would hide in the corner. Like, oh my God, please don't come talk. You're the person sitting at a table, and when we're like, don't By be myself, the person that sits at a table. My phone. Yeah, yeah, that was me. Does that bug you now time. when you walk into a networking event and somebody's sitting at a table? I used to be that person, so I feel bad. You so feel bad. I'll go over to that person. I do that. That's what I do. And you know, you know, hi, I'm Ashley. What's your I, name? I make it a point to walk up to that person. Because I was that person. Hey, we're going to talk. Yeah. And I'm going to show you some people. That's yeah. usually, I'll say, I'm going to introduce you to some people. Let's talk really quick. Yeah. And they're going to go, and they're like, oh, okay. And they're like super happy. Next mm-hmm. thing you know. And the funny part is you'll, t- you'll see someone go from introverted to a brief moment of extroversion when they're at a networking event, when you do that. When you right. get them to just open up and start talking and you start introducing them, now that person's extroverted. Right. And they may not stay that way. They may go back to being... Because it's, it's a hard thing to change. It's very It takes difficult. time. Yes. But it's cool to see that person become an extrovert for that 30 minutes or an hour. Because now you've helped them unlock something that's going to help them benefit themselves through making a friend. Or right. having somebody that wants to do business with them. Or, or they can send business to them. Yeah, one connection. And like you said, one connection turned into 100 connections mm-hmm. because of that one. Exactly. And that that's very important. Uh, I think that's... One of the biggest things is just find one person that you can bond with while you're at a networking event, and you'll sure. and you'll notice that that person will normally help you bond with others while you're there. Uh, and if and if and I always say, uh, you know, if you are somebody that's very afraid of networking, when you go to a networking event or even a group like a, a morning meeting, like mm-hmm. you have these BNI, you have uh, Master Networks, you've got the Grow Network, they do like weekly meetings. Mm-hmm. Even if you go there, go find somebody there that's a leader and, and, just introduce, and introduce yourself, yourself because they're going to help you mm-hmm. while you're there. And that's why I tell everybody when it comes to like Shane's events, like First Tuesday's coming up this uh, this coming Tuesday on the, yes. what is that, the third? It's a third, right? Something I think. Like third or fourth? I something think it's like that. It's a Tuesday. It's a I fourth. Think it's a fourth, yeah. So, you know, you come up, and I always tell people beforehand, I'll post it on social media. Hey, if you are somebody that's new to networking or afraid of networking and you're going to show up, walk up and find me, find Bill, find Shane, find mm-hmm. Ashley, find Stephanie, find Jessica, find find any of these people and we're going to help you Absolutely. network. 100%. Because that's our job. Our, my job's not to tell you what I do for a living. Nope. My job's to, t- to tell others what you do and make sure I can get you to the right person that you're going to have a good relationship and it might help you in some way. Yeah. So, yeah, so if you're listening to this, come on out and just ask for Ashley. I'm, I'm going to be the first person you say. Yeah. And just, and I can, you know, help you make those connections and hopefully we can. You won't miss it because of the accent. No, definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. You'll be like, oh, you're Ashley. <laughs> that's her. You? There she yeah. is. There, that's Ashley. <laughs> All right, so we've got the networking part. I really appreciate you giving me your input because I think it's, mm-hmm. like I said, it's very important that people learn the different ways other people network and then you can cherry pick it. And Absolutely. Kind of make your own avatar of networking for yes. when you get out there yeah take a little bit here and a little bit there and make it your own make it your own have fun with it i always say have fun i the one thing i've heard numerous times and i always try to live by it is if if i can make you laugh i've already 
established yeah. a connection. For sure. So if I can walk up and tell you a joke or just make some funny comment and you laugh, it's breaking down, you know, that person's defense or... But now you know their sense you know. of humor. Yeah, and now I understand their sense of humor. Yeah. So if that joke didn't work, I'm going to try another joke. <laughs> I'm gonna keep. I'm just gonna go. Laugh. I'm gonna go from dry to witty to stupid, and just we're gonna figure this out together. Okay, I'm gonna grab you by it's the arm. It's a journey, really. It's a journey. But no, if you can laugh, it's it, it's always best if you could start with a laugh, yeah, uh, and then go from there and, and really get to know somebody, uh, and then you and then also you find out other people's personalities. You'll find a, a lot of people you may meet have a similar personality, yeah, to you. I think for sure. Well, it's a room of like-minded people. Yeah. You know, everybody, everybody's trying to make the connection or trying to improve their business or you're just trying, trying to make, make friends. friends. You yeah. know, if you're new to the area, go to a networking event. Just yeah, even if it people. has nothing to do with doing business. Yeah. You just want to meet people, go to a networking event. Absolutely. You know, you, meet you're, people. You're bound to meet one person who shares your interests. Well, who is know? it that said you're one connection away from changing your future? Mm-hmm. So one connection could lead you, and I, I, I'll be the first person to tell you this, My for what I do now... My, what I do now for a living would not have been possible had I not connected with this person 10 years ago. Because yeah. now I work for him. I worked for him previously, but now I work for him again. Mm-hmm. I went like six, seven years without working for him, and he did started doing something else and was very successful, and then he reached out to me. And that's just because I had a connection with that guy. And this job could change your life. And the job could change my life. Yeah. You know? and, and that's the thing. You could change your life just by one connection if you have the right one. That's so why you. not connect to as many people as you can? And if you have anxiety, I promise it goes away. I promise. Yeah. I'm proof. You still don't, you don't get anxious? Nope. No? Not at all. Even like when I you're said. like walking and grabbing the door and here well, we go. Well, I mean, it's kind of like, oh, God. But I'm not like, I'm going to go back to the car. And I hope they the pick home. that up on the mic. Oh, God. Oh, God. You know, but it's not like, um, never mind. I'm going to turn around and I'm going to go back <laughs> to my car. I'm just going to sit at the bar here right? <laughs> outside of where everybody is and order food. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you that didn't though. See me? I've seen that though, where like you walk in and then like the one, you see that person like the next week. You're like, oh, I didn't see you at the group. Uh, the thing you said you were gonna be there. I was there. I, I was at the bar. Where you were you? Me? Yeah. Are you sitting at the bar eating pizza? Is that what you're doing? Because that's not where the networking event is. It was inside this room. <laughs> but yeah, no, the the anxiety. I promise, it goes. It takes some time, but it does go away for sure. Yeah, no, it does. I yeah. still get anxious. I mean, you know, I don't think anybody who. I don't think I don't know anybody who doesn't get a little anxious when they're walking into an event. Well, especially if you're by yourself. Oh, yeah. You I, know, I still don't like that. It's but. not to the point that, because I'm not kidding you, when we would go somewhere, I would go to grab the handle and be like, mm, I'm going to go to the car. I'm going to go home. This this isn't for me. Hmm. You know, but now, yeah, I mean, yeah, when you grab the handle, it's like, I got Open this. the door. Just do <laughs> yeah. it. You know, and you walk in, and I'm going to, it doesn't matter where I go, there's going to be at least one person that I know. Yes, that you can, at least. You can talk to and yeah. get comfortable to where you start talking to other people. Rip the band aid off, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Just rip the band aid off and go and do it. Yeah. You know, just rip the band aid off. It go doesn't do hurt, it. I promise. It doesn't hurt. People aren't going to laugh at you we'll unless you tell them a, you know, people aren't going to laugh unless you tell a cool joke. Uh, they're not going to laugh at you. They're going to laugh with you. Yeah. Yep. You know. So it's, it's very important to, I guess rip the band-aid off. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way of doing it. Yeah. I have just do it. I've just coined the term for the podcast. Rip the band-aid off. <laughs> They're gonna be like, what kind of podcast is this? It's the Rip the Band-Aid off. It's the Rip the Band-Aid off Constant Networker podcast. Today's episode, <laughs> how to properly pull a band-aid off. So With Jason Brooks. <laughs> from by Jason Brooks and Ashley Ricca. <laughs> Ashley Ricca. Um, <laughs> 
was well, cute. I yeah, I know, right? I like it every time. <laughs> I remember when I subbed for you. I, when I subbed for you in your chapter, I stood up and did your presentation with a Boston accent. You did. I heard it was wonderful. It was. It was awesome. Yeah. I was like, this is the chapter binder. <laughs> and actually, when I go and visit my old chapter, I was the secretary treasurer, and I had to, had to introduce the binder. Um, when I go back, though, everyone goes, the binder, the binder. The binder. It feels good. I can never do a Boston accent unless it's like Peter Griffin from Family Guy. Like, any, every time I do it, I just turn on the Peter. I'm just, ah, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is Peter Griffin. I just, I don't know why. Every time I, I, I stood up, I started doing Peter Griffin's voice to do your presentation. This is a chapter binder. That's not what I sound like, is it? No, but that's what I sound like. <laughs> Do I, do I sound like Peter Griffin? Yeah, right? <laughs> that's things, why Bill yeah. fell in love with you. Because you, remind, you remind him of his favorite cartoon. He does cartoon. love Family Guy. Oh, he I does. Love he wants us to all, be Peter and Lois. I like doing the voices, so that's always fun. <laughs> all right, so networking, we've kind of uh, gotten through that information, which is just a wealth of knowledge from your side as far as you know how you do it, what things work for you. Now, let's get let's talk business. Okay, let's, let's talk do it. Business. Business. So you <laughs> and Bill... Obviously, do health insurance, and, yeah. and uh, Bill was so gracious to come on to the first episode, and he talked about what he does. So mm -hmm. he's with U.S. Health Advisors, and he offers a certain portfolio of health insurance. Yes. And you are the person that, if he cannot help, or you cannot help, you obviously refer to him. But if he can't help him, then you can help him because you do things that he can't. So you kind of get like with you guys, it's like a total package. Like if right. one of one of us can help you. The only way we can you know. help is if you want to go uninsured. That's it. Which some people do. Or you're dead. If, or you're dead. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I don't think anybody really can help them with health insurance. <laughs> yeah, well, I, mean, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, there's no, they can't sign on the dotted line. Yeah, well, I mean, so. I don't know. Have you seen votes in the last election? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jason. A lot of dead people voted. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, Bill does the underwritten plans, which is designed for healthy people, which... I just love hearing that. <laughs> well, it's because... Health insurance for healthy people. <laughs> well, you get rewarded for being healthy. But you get rewarded by lower premiums I've, because it's low risk. I haven't gotten the first paycheck for being healthy. No, you have to pay them to be healthy. So I have to pay you to be <laughs> Not healthy. Me. Not me. I have, to pay, I have to pay that particular insurance to be healthy, <laughs> and then I get something back for being healthy. They give referral bonuses. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so. All right, so wait. So Bill does the underwritten plans, which is for low risk. So if you're considered low risk, then you have a lower premium. Mm, makes sense? Makes sense. If for some reason you can't get the underwritten plan, there are other options than just the ACA. There's health share, there's short term, and there's hospital indemnity plans. Each plan does something different, and each plan has some sort of limitation. So what we do is we try to find the best situation for your needs. Gotcha. Plain and simple. Um, if, and a lot of people think, too, that their pre-existings are a problem. It's not. We can still find you coverage if you have pre-existing conditions. You know, today in the meeting, we talked about your why. Why do you do what you do? Yeah. You know, Jason, you talked about your kids. Yep. They're your why. Somebody mentioned they do it for the money. Uh, a lot of people's why. A lot of them will say that, actually. I know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we all need to eat, but, you know. Yeah. So, but a lot of people say that they do it because I love helping people, which is kind of a really broad why. Yeah. So uh, Bill shared my story, actually. We had a couple who somehow got in touch with us. And 
her husband had to have brain surgery. He had a trauma, and they were doing an experimental surgery where they had to put an implant in, and it was going to be, they was going to put him into bankruptcy, plain and simple. And insurance is designed to save you from bankruptcy. So they got a hold of us, and we were able to get them coverage. So they only had to pay their max out of pocket once they got the coverage. We saved them from bankruptcy, and by the end of the conversation, they were crying and they were so thankful. So I got off the phone, I went right to Bill, and I said, that's my why, right there. I got to help them in that situation. Yeah, you not only helped them, obviously, with insurance, you actually helped them financially. Yes. Which is another huge thing. Yeah, for sure, because you know, bankruptcy is not fun. that and the cost of health insurance. You know, it can get pretty... It can be costly. Very costly in some, some regards. So you see, you know, what would be kind of like the perfect person that comes see you? Someone who thinks that there are no options. You know, a lot of people have access to group coverage, which is fantastic. But if you don't and you think you have no options, it's worth a phone call. Because you never know what can happen well also there's a lot of companies out there that stopped offering health insurance so through the marketplace yeah, yes yeah. yeah so you know there's a there's going to be a lot of people there's got to be a lot of people out there that are like well i can't get health insurance through my job i don't know if i can qualify for health insurance or you know i, I think of i would think a lot of people when it comes to health insurance are a f- just they just don't know where to go no they don't and I, I was in that boat um back in I think it was like 2013 I needed health insurance and I thought the ACA was the only, only place to go and I was outside of the open enrollment period I didn't know an agent I didn't know how to get it I didn't have any qualified events no one told me what to do or how to do it I was stuck but there's no need to be stuck you know, just yeah. reach out, make that phone call, and we'll assess the situation and see if we can help. I think a, you made a huge point is open enrollment. A lot of people think once open enrollment door closes, yes. they're screwed until the end of the next year. Which is not the case. Yeah, so you can actually get insurance at any point during the year. I like For the loopholes. most part. Yes. Yeah, there if are... you could find the right. But, you, but you're an expert at finding the loophole to allow exactly. somebody to get coverage. Right. Jessica, perfect example. Yeah. Yeah, she had a qualified life event. So, you know, we went, we did her paperwork, and, and we got her coverage. Uh, there, are, there are different things. I mean, marriage, having a baby, moving, whether it be county to county, state to state. Those are all qualifying events. If you don't have one of those, I'm sure we can find some sort of loophole to get you the coverage that you need. That's if awesome. that's the way to go. Yeah, but that's just the fact that you can. we're sitting here telling people you're not stuck. You're not stuck. Absolutely not. You know, because I think health insurance is probably one of the things that everybody should have. Yes. You know, except for, for me, sure. I don't have health insurance. Jason. But <laughs> not yet. Not it yet. saves you from financial ruin. But no, but it's very important because there are a lot of people out there that, that don't know that they can qualify. They don't know that uh, they might actually be a perfect can- candidate for a certain type of insurance. And have a lower deductible or a lower cost, and they think, well, mine's just going to be max no matter what I do because of I'm, the situation I'm in. Right. I'm going to be paying 
Well, people you think, know. too, well, I had I had cancer 15 years ago. They're not going to insure this. Right. Yeah. Well, you don't know. You don't know. You know. We're the experts. We hold the license. Come talk to us. Yeah, no, I think that's you know the other Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. That's our job. Our job is to explain the policy to you and to put you in the situation that best suits you. No, and, I, and talking with Bill, and I know you're the same way because you've basically you're saying kind of similar to what Bill talks about is I love the way you guys do it and the reason why I love the way you guys do it is because you're not trying to sell anybody no we educate yeah you guys actually will educate the person Mm -hmm. and allow them to choose yeah absolutely we want to go through every scenario what the policy does and does not do because the does not is very important and the does is what a lot of other agents talk about this is what it does does and they don't they don't cover the does nots right the does is in bold on yeah. all the brochures. The does is easy. The does it's nots are like the fine print that, that you're not nobody reading. wants to yeah. read. I read them. Yeah. I have to. So yeah. I know the fine print. Yeah. You know, so it's it's very important to know what the policy does and does not do and we explain the does not. And if that if you're okay with the does not, then maybe that's the best fit for you. And if it is, we will facilitate. If you want something else, we'll help you if with you, that. If you yeah, if you want something that is the does not to be in the does this is the policy. If you yes. don't care about that does not, then you can stay with this policy and save the money or whatever it is. I like that's the approach you guys take. That's the mentality you guys have. Right. Like, let's talk about the does not. Does this bug you not having this? No? Okay. This one? No? Okay. This one? Yes. Right. Okay. Well, then we need to, if you really want to have this that's not covered in this particular plan, mm-hmm. then we need to move to this plan, which will cover that. But in doing so, maybe something that was a does now turns into a does not or you get more does than does right. not. You like, know, for instance, we have a policy that does not cover maternity benefits at all. No maternity. Wow. But what does it, that matter to a 55-year-old woman? Or to a woman that's decided, I don't want kids. Or can't have kids. Yeah, or can't have kids. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's... So it, it all depends on what your needs are. Yeah. Or if somebody knows that they're going to... Yeah. I, I, again, there, I think a lot of, from what I've heard uh, from friends, family, and talking with people is the, the people that have had prior issues mm-hmm. always think that they're not going to be able to be covered right always, always. I, oh, I, hear I had cancer 10 years ago and you know I don't think I'll get coverage or you know I have a really bum knee that had to have surgery on and it's still messed up mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll still qualify for coverage it's like well you probably do it's just it's worth the conversation it's worth the conversation now it might not be coverage that you want or, or can afford right or something like that but there is something there for you and then your job is a, well listen Oh, they can, if somebody says that's out of my price range, well, then you say, well, let, let, if I can, I, let me see what I can do to get you into a coverage that's suitable. Then. Right. You know, exactly. God forbid you have to pay, you know, $100 a month to have health insurance where you were thinking that's going to cost me $1,000. Yeah, you never know. You save some people money, saves people financial, financially. I mean, yes. you, you kept somebody from going to bankruptcy. Right. Because but another thing, too, people, when people don't have health insurance, they don't go to the doctor. No, I don't. You need to go to the I know, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, you need I'm to t- know I what's I, going on. I fall into that typical male role where it's, we don't want to go to a doctor. And, well, I, you know. I understand that all too well. Um, <laughs> but if you have health insurance, people are more likely to go. No, guys are stubborn. And, yes, they are. Yeah. And if you have the policy and you know you're going to receive benefits toward your doctor's visit, toward your labs, you're more likely to go. You may feel oh, well. Oh, no, you you're right. But you don't know what's going on inside. You're 100% right. Because when I had, when, you know, when you do have it, I was the same. I have health insurance and I was like, I'm going to the doctor once a month. You I know, or, or, screw it. <laughs> it's cost me 20 bucks. But you need to know what's you going know. on inside. 
Yeah, no. You need to I fix mean, the problem before it becomes a catastrophic. Yeah, issue. next thing you know, you find out you have a terminal illness right? that you probably could have caught had you actually right. gone to the doctor. If you go to your annual visits and you see that your cholesterol is slightly elevated, you know, change your diet rather than not go for seven years and have a massive heart attack. Are you... Did you pull my medical records? Because that Maybe sounds a, a lot bit. like my Maybe medical records. <laughs> I talked to Jess. <laughs> I talked to Jess. His cholesterol is through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> through the roof. He eats like a pig. <laughs> he's a giant that eats like a pig. But he's happy. But he's a happy giant that eats like a pig. <laughs> no, that, I'm dead serious. Like, I, I don't you know. We, I switched over to this. I was telling you guys this morning. Yeah. I switched over to the keto. And uh, I'm already ready to eat a bull. <laughs> You're going to have the meat. And you're like, on keto? It's like, you eat a lot on keto. Yeah, well, we did keto. Still not enough. Right? I mean, <laughs> I can't even tell you how much bacon and butter we ate when we were on oh, keto. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's funny because I obviously, so I did the research, and everybody has, there. there's this, this body type calculator that you can, mm-hmm. not BMI, but it says, like, if you're an endomorph, ectomorph, things like okay. that. A lot, of, a lot of health trainers and personal trainers are, are now coming out and saying that may not be exact, but it's close enough where you can get at least a good idea of kind of your body type and what dietary needs you need without going to get your blood work done. Because the you know, one okay. thing that you could say is if you have health insurance, you can get your blood work done to where they will tell you what foods to stay away from because it doesn't it's not conducive to your health. Like that's the cool thing about blood work now. Like you right. can literally go to a doctor. I want to get blood work done because I want to see what my dietary needs are, mm-hmm. and it comes back and it says you know. Uh, you're prone to issues with dairy. And yeah, now you're like, oh, crap. You know. Stay away. Yeah. yeah, stay away. But, oh, you know, I was wondering why my stomach ached. Mm-hmm. I say that to Jessica because she went years <laughs> of eating dairy and drinking milk and would be, and, and just thought and the stomach ache was normal. Was like, oh, it's just part, everybody does it. And then, like, she was talking to somebody and she's like, man, my stomach hurts, you know. Did you have cheese or milk? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's egg? that's the problem. That's, that's lactose intolerance. Yeah. Well, you don't have it? No, I don't have that issue. <laughs> My oh, stomach doesn't get upset. And she was like, oh, I thought everybody did. You know, it's like. <laughs> She's adorable. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's, you know, but now That's you can, no, you can go get true. blood work. And well, there's so many things. Like you said, there's lactose intolerance. There's gluten allergies, which a lot of people don't know that they have. And so, but there's a bunch of different things that um, could be going on. And, and you need to know. It's important to know what's going on inside. Yeah, no, definitely. It's very important to know that. And, and that's why I say we switched, we're switching to this keto and it turns out like, that is one of the best diets for my body type because I'm a bigger guy. I'm tall. I don't, eh, pizza doesn't really do much for me. I <gasps> like pizza, nice. but like not. I don't trust you. I can't like go every day. Now, now listen, <laughs> listen. Chips and salsa. I know your chips. <laughs> I know, I know. Chips and salsa and tacos. Those things I can eat every day and never get tired of. Pizza, uh, once a month, I'm cool. I don't eat much more than that. I can eat pizza every day. Yeah, well, Everybody. you're from that area, too. That's true. The Boston and uh, New York pizza. That's, that's what that's what it's all about. But you guys don't have the deep dish like Chicago does. That's the problem. No, thank you. I mean, I'm sure it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm no, sure it's you. very good while you're saying no. <laughs> no. You're not even no. It's, I'm sure it's very good. Well, I have friends from Chicago. I don't want them to think Deep dish that. isn't terrible. My biggest problem with deep dish is it's so damn doughy. It's pizza like you got to like chew literally pizza pie. You're chewing dough, and nothing and else. A little bit of cheese, a little bit of stuff and on it's top. One of the, it's so thick that it's not really cooked in the middle. No, yeah, that's which the other can't thing. be good. I mean, it's raw. Well, no, dough. it's. I mean, yeah, but you can't eat cookie be. dough, don't you? No, you don't. I you don't. don't like cookie dough? I do love cookie dough, but you don't eat it raw. But I don't eat it raw because of all the people getting sick. 
Is that what it is? Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's probably not good for you. And it's not good for you. She loves it. <laughs> I do. No, I do eat it raw. Like... <laughs> but wish, not very often. I just wish they'd just sell a tub of cookie dough. They do. Rather than the, the little tubes of cookie dough. They actually, I saw it, they sell cookie oh, dough they, that says edible right on it. Yeah. It I, wasn't I, very Toll House makes the, the bucket one where yeah. you scoop your own cookie and you make your own sizes mm-hmm. off of that one. I remember, never mind. You're right. There yeah. is a tub of cookie there dough out there. How gluttonous have we become as a society? <laughs> just give me the tub. <laughs> like, screw the cookie. I just want to eat the dough. I don't need to take the steps to cook the thing. I'm too lazy that's, to cook it. Just that's give me 20 the minutes. Dough. That's 20 minutes. One, one, 10 minutes of prepping because I have to roll them into the right size. And then another 20 well, minutes to cook the them. Sheet. Then I got to let them cool down. It's too much. Like, it's like an that's hour. That's an hour yeah. where I could have ate the whole tub. Yeah. I'm saving time. You know what? We're, we, are, we are uncovering <laughs> some amazing scientific facts we are. on this podcast. Genius. The cookies. Like cheese. Screw melting the cheese on the pizza. Just let me have the cheese. That's how I am. I can eat a block of cheese and not even... You won't poop for weeks. Well, yeah, who cares? Who cares about that? We're going to talk about that on the podcast. We're going to talk about not pooping for a week. I'm just saying cheese will do it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no. But yeah. But I'm or sure you do consume a lot of cheese with your tacos. You know what's funny is I don't... I like cheese on the tacos, mm-hmm. but like I don't... If it's not there, I'm not upset. Really? Like, I'm not like, oh, I have to have cheese, you know? Oh, that's interesting. Um, I, it's just... Because we like you go to tacos and tequila, mm-hmm. where they have like every different type of taco that you can ever make under the sun, and yep. some of them don't have cheese on them. And I'm like, oh, I'll try that, and like, it's good. It doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. So I have to have the cheese. I love the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Were you the kid that used to put cheese whiz on crackers? I don't like cheese whiz. You don't like cheese whiz? It tastes like plastic. Well, now I feel horrible. You were that kid. I was that kid. <laughs> <laughs> I was that kid. I was that kid. Now I feel like a. No, I used to like the Keebler cookies with the, not cookies, but the crackers with the cheese. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. club yeah. crackers. Yeah. With the, yeah, that was. You know what, uh, uh, what's the one cracker? The chicken crackers. What are they called? Chicken and chicken biscuits. Chicken and biscuits? I never had those. I could devour a whole box. Really? Yeah. And Cheez-Its. And oh, Cheez-Its. I like the burnt Cheez-Its. Ooh, the crispier mm-hmm. ones? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But they make a whole box of them. Was it like extra toasty or Extra something? toasty. Yeah. My daughter loves them. Oh, those are good. Yeah, my daughter loves them. My, my son is a garbage disposal, so he'll eat anything you put in front of his face. Um, when it comes to snacks, he'll eat almost anything. When it comes to actual food, no it has to be chicken nuggets. And that's it. And that's it. That's wow. it. No more. He's really, yeah. Uh... He's going to be a chicken. Yeah. I'm waiting for him to cluck around the house one day. It's coming. <laughs> Daddy, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. I knew it. Why are you bobbing your head? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Kid. <laughs> what are you doing? A chicken wing? What is that? So, Daddy loves you. <laughs> and this is why you need health insurance when you're yes. a you're fat, you're gigantic like pig this. like me. <laughs> when you're eating like this, you've got to know what's going on. We're going to need some blood work, sir. Uh, we have a problem. We put the needle in, but the, the blood was too thick. <laughs> well, that's probably the, that's it probably was, from all the fat, right? You it know? just kind of oozed. It, oozed. it didn't really. It was less red and more cheesy looking. We're well, gonna you put you in the, the show, doctor. Yeah. So <sighs> yes, you um you should have it to at least if anything just go to the doctor and get yourself checked out. You got to know what's going on inside to save yourself from problems down no, the line. No, you, you I'm 100% in agreement on that because you can have some major problems and never know. You could feel amazing and not know what's going on and die the next day. 
because it, you it had a, you had my a heart. My uh, uh, somebody close to, that was used to be close to me, uh, same thing. Yeah. Uh, wasn't feeling good. Mm-hmm. Kept complaining he was tired and sluggish. Uh, everybody in the family kept saying, "Well, just go to the doctor. You have insurance. Go to the doctor." And he's like, "No, nah, I think I'll be okay." And it turns out he was going through congenital heart failure and had a heart attack. Oh my gosh! And it was like, <laughs> should have gone, gone to the doctor. You know, you're a typical guy, though. I'm okay. I, I can get through it. Yeah, that's how my grandfather was. Yeah. He he was fine. He felt fine, and then he fell. He didn't break anything, but then he started coughing. He's like, I don't feel good. And I'm like, Well, Grandpa, go to the doctor. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's just I'm fine. Cold. I'll be all right. I'll be fine. You know, two days later, he's still cough. Grandpa, go to the doctor. He goes. He had stage four lung cancer. Oh. He coughed for two days. Yeah. He felt fine up until then, and you know, had mm-hmm. he had gone to the doctor, it just like that, it took it. It changed. Yeah. Well, he, he, he lost coughing. him three weeks later. Wow. Yeah, so it's it's very important to, to have the insurance and to go and get everything yeah, checked out. Well, yeah, it's better to catch it early so something can be done with it. Yeah, uh, had we caught it, we could have saved his life. Yeah. No, that's... I think that's the biggest s- story that you could tell for why you need health insurance. Mm-hmm. Like, and he would have been protected financially. Yeah. You could have been okay. You could have survived. You could have, yeah. you know, you could have gotten through it instead of... You know, and like it, I'll keep saying it, it's a guy thing. We don't we don't <laughs> like going to the doctor. No, you don't. Uh, we don't like going to any doctor, even mm. the dentist. I hate going to the dentist. I love going. to Are the you dentist. serious? I love the dentist. Who are you? Oh, I. It's the feeling when you leave. It's that clean feeling. I, I would go every day if I could. <laughs> I totally, totally. Hate the dentist. I love. You're one of the, the few dentist. people. That love, I mean, I even dentists it. don't like going to the dentist. <laughs> and you well, like because they know the practice. practice. I feel like my gums have been stabbed, and that I've been mm-hmm. chewing on needles when I leave. I love it. It's probably because my teeth suck. Well, the the but. dentist we go to, the hygienist, she has this little machine, and she like power washes our teeth. Yeah, my daughter likes it. I love it. My kids like. I, oh, you guys have a dentist appointment? They're like, okay. I'm like, what, what's wrong with you? What's like when I was a kid, I was like, you know, I don't want a dentist. But know. I don't have any issues either. You know, I go to no, the I dentist don't really. every six months. I have no cavities. I have no problems. Yeah, Maybe that's any. why. If you have a problem, you don't want to go. I don't have any problems, but I haven't been to a dentist since I was in my teens. So you don't know if you have any problems? No, I would know. Would you? Yeah, I would know. Okay. My teeth don't hurt. And they're straight. <laughs> and they're fairly white. <laughs> so I'm I used to get criticized with Jessica's kids. She would be like, her, her daughter Jasmine, like, how the hell are you? You've never had braces? I'm like, no. That's You've bull never crap. Had I've never had braces. Well, they're beautiful. Yeah, she's like, that's bull. You know, that's bull. How do you not? You know what I'm like? What are you talking about? Like, I just, you know, yeah. I wasn't the most hygienic, hygienic kid. Like, I didn't always brush my teeth. Right. But well, like, no, I'm like I never had an issue. I mean, I have the wow. one, the one tooth in the front turned just a little bit. But right. other than that, I don't know. Everything's fresh. Your wow. teeth are white. No, they're not. I don't think they are. No, they are. I'm like, no, they're really not. But okay, you know, wow. it's just, I don't. I got lucky. Wow, that's impressive. I hate the I hate the dentist. You have a dentist appointment. Oh, week. I, I got to figure wait. out a way. I can't make that. I have a showing. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have a showing I have to do. We have a dentist appointment actually right before the one event next week. Do you? Re- both I'm going to show you. up with. Nice Is it a joint team. dentist visit? Um. Well, it's not like we sit by side by side. Yeah, have we gotten to that point in dentistry where it's the concierge service where you sit no. the husband and wife down and both the dentists talk to you both at the same time? No, that's not And then not they how talk works. to you and you're like, oh, so how's life going? They're like therapists while they're doing dentistry. <laughs> no, actually, our hygienist tells us everything about her because that's I have instruments in my oh, mouth. Yeah, they can't. I can't talk. Yeah, so yeah, so she tells us everything about her, which is fine. It makes the time go by. 
<laughs> then you, yeah, then you get back in the car and you're like, oh my god, is she messed up? <laughs> She's actually very nice. I like her. She's very good at her job. So thank you so much for coming on today. Well, thank you for having it me. This awesome. Is, this has been wonderful. We'll have to uh, do this again. I, I want to try to do like a podcast party where I have like five or six people in here. Oh, you, know, you or, think? Yeah, I think that'd be fun yeah. to have like a group of people that are a little different in, in every way sit around and talk about podcasting. It so can Jess be done. and I can't be in one no, podcast. No, that's the same person. But then again, like, you It's like Bill can't, can't come yeah, either. Yeah, nope. Bill's been sitting here the whole time <laughs> nice and quiet. The goal was there was a game of, uh, there was a game there of foot. There was. So <laughs> Bill and Jason are actually very good friends. They're kind of one and the same, just like Jess and I. So I wanted to try a little experiment. I wanted to see if Jason could focus on me while Bill is in the room, and I wanted to see if Bill could stay quiet the entire time. And I will say it worked out well. Yeah, no. I'm very proud of the both of you. I can ignore him. It's not a problem. <laughs> it's not a problem. I'm very proud. I'm sure he can ignore... Like we, We're those types of personalities where we can ignore people, and it doesn't really bug us too much. <laughs> You're comfortable with I'll the be silence. Like, hey, oh, I'm totally fine. I am one of the people, like, if I'm alone, I'm happy. Like, if I'm at home by yeah. myself, it's like, this well, for is you, great. that's a rarity. No, I'm d- not because I disliked my girlfriend. But no, because- no, 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 no. <laughs> what I meant was, you have a lot of people. I love you, Jessica, so much. Out- you have a lot of people in and out of the house between friends, family, children. Yeah, no, but, but like, if, if, if I have so to be alone, alone but, like, if I have to be alone, it doesn't bug me. I, Jess loves it, too. Oh, I know she, she does. She watches her Netflix. <laughs> Monday nights. <laughs> Monday nights I'll go bowling, and the first thing out of her mouth when I'm getting ready to go, she says, "Oh, thank God for the next four or five hours. Four hours, I don't have to deal with anybody." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're welcome." She shuts the phone off. She takes her watch off. Oh yeah, yeah. Puts the dog in the cage. That way it doesn't bug her. Oh, Bella. No, dog just sleeps in the closet. That dog, you talk about lazy. That's a lazy dog. Sleeps She's adorable. All day. Well, thank you so much. And Bill's still here. So, hi, Bill. Hi guys. <laughs> Welcome to the potty. Welcome to the potty. Today. Thank you. Yeah, Bill was making uh, funny pictures with my face on them <laughs> while trying to keep all of us from laughing. <laughs> that totally made sense. <laughs> oh, now now my face is inside of a tub of Toll House cookie dough. Well, I mean... We'll post it. I'll post it on the thing. Of course. On the, on the, on, yeah, you on have the, to now. The you channel. Now you have to go to... The, now there's, a, there's no reason not to go to the Constant Networker Facebook page. Right, you get four hours of this. Who doesn't want this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And funny pictures of me in tubs of cookie dough. And as Batman, we've seen that too. Oh, you got other yeah, ones too. This is great. He's Thanks. got jokes. I appreciate that. I sent you a couple. I know you have. Yeah. <laughs> I don't respond. Because I'm like, oh, God. He's at it again. He's at it again. <laughs> All right, well, thanks again. Uh, we will see everybody next week when we have Ransom. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Ransom. Yeah, he's going to come on the podcast and talk about his IT. And Ransom is a giant. <laughs> he's Compared to me. Yeah. He is a giant. I'm 6'5", he's 6'8", or 6'9". Wow. So we're going to have we'll the twin... officially next We're going to have yeah. the Twin Towers of Stay Business. Tuned. Yeah, the Twin Towers of Business. <laughs> a basketball... We're three guys away from a basketball team. Yeah. You know. Ooh, challenge accepted. Be, we got to yeah, find the Maybe other I could get Al Wagner in here and then yeah. we'll have... The tall. So if you're tall, come out to win so we can add you to the basketball we'll team. We'll add you to the basketball team. We'll suck, but, you know. That's all right. I'm good at it, but I don't know about the other guys. Uh, You'll so coach them. thanks again for listening to The Constant Networker. Uh, thanks again to Ashley and Bill for uh, just being quiet the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks, Ashley. I really appreciate it. Ashley is with USA Benefits Group, and so if you need anything, 
health insurance wise, please mm -hmm. feel free to reach out to Ashley. I'll post uh, your information on the page so people okay. can know. Because, you know, saying the phone number and all that stuff, maybe you don't want that to come out. I know Bill's like, I'm not giving my phone number out to live. <laughs> so, but I'm just, it's funny because you're not going to give it out live, but I'm going to post it. Same I know thing. really what's the difference. What's, what's the, the difference? Thing, I just knew you were gonna do no, that. yeah. So I'll post it, and you'll, right. you'll get. Hopefully, we'll get you some some people that are interested and uh, talk about it, and we can get this growing so people can get to know everybody that we bring on. So thanks again. Thank you. And we'll see everybody next week.